What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode one of the Steam Deck Podcast, Flipscreen Games' weekly video game podcast about Valve's hot new handheld, the Steam Deck. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, Steve. This one's been a long time coming, all right? We, it's been... Today, it's the main topic today, too. I, you know, we'll just get right into it. Six months, essentially, since the Steam Deck has launched. We are, we are like, right coming up on the middle of year one of our time with, uh, you know, Valve's little handheld that could. And we've both really been enjoying our time with it. We have done uh, a couple episodes about it over on our uh, sister show, the Flip Screen Games podcast. And of course, uh, you know, we had talked about it so much, had so much fun talking about it that we decided a few weeks, uh, months ago now, that we were going to launch this, the Steam Deck podcast, to have a dedicated home base for all of our Steam Deck coverage. So every week on this show, Steve and I will be coming together to discuss uh, kind of all the goings on in the world of Steam Deck, so any major updates to the platform or the OS that happen throughout the week, uh, any major new games that come and are playable on Steam Deck, we'll be talking about our impressions of games that we're playing or things like, you know, emulation on Steam Deck or, you know, getting like um, maybe like stuff from the Epic Game Store to run, like all those kinds of burning questions that you have as a, a new Steam Deck owner or as somebody who's waiting for your Steam Deck to show up. Uh, it'll be the perfect discussion for you here and there. So um, we're very excited to, to jump into episode one this week. We're going to be posting every Friday, uh, Thursdays if you're a patron, uh, over on patreon.com slash games. So um, every week we'll be here Friday for you with, with the hottest news and, and, you know, everything going on in the world of Steam Deck. So I hope you're as excited as we are to jump into it because we've been, we've been gassed, ready to go for this one for a while, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. And I think it's kind of a good um, dynamic that we've got because I'm the kind of person who likes to go off and tinker and play with things and make and get them working. And you're the kind of person who just wants to be plug and play and, and get on and, uh, and go. And so we've kind of got that, that difference in... Uh, in play style or uh, yeah. hobbies. I yeah, guess. I think I think our use cases represent the kind of um, spectrum of Steam Deck owners, right? Where like there are a lot of folks that do want it as to basically use it like it's like a PSP back in the day and hack it and do all this crazy stuff on it. And then there's folks like me that really you know, it's all about the games, right? It's all about what games can we play on this thing? What are the best experiences on Steam Deck? What are the games that you want to be playing here instead of playing on Switch? Those are the questions that I want to answer. So I think between the two of us, uh, we should we should be able to. Uh, I think we'll have a pretty good podcast here. You know, we've done a couple of these things together. You know, here and there over the years. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a, just a few, just point. a few hundred. Uh, so, but before we get into all that, like I said, we've got a lot on the docket this week. We're going to be talking about uh, the latest updates of the Steam OS. We're going to be talking about the first six months of Steam Deck and more. But before that, let me remind you that this episode of the Steam Deck Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of August. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Mary Berry, Smokey Shake, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support of this and all our sister shows here on Flipscreen Games. Uh, I, I hope you're all ready to dive into this one because, uh, like I said... I'm ready to talk Steam Deck, all right? It's been a couple of weeks since we've even had a chance to talk about it over on the main show. Um, but if you want to write in with your thoughts for episode two, 
make sure you head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find links to all of the places we are all over the web. You can get our email address, questions at flipscreen.games. You can find links to our Discord where we've got a uh, fun, inclusive group of gamers just like you out there talking about the Steam Deck. And we got to add a Steam Deck channel now. That's the next thing. So we'll have that ready for you for all you new listeners, all you new new Steam Deck heads coming into the community. Um, So yeah, come and hang out. Come chat. Come be a part of the show however you choose to get involved. We're happy to have you. Go check out our Twitch channel. Um, And of course, if you are a new viewer or if you haven't seen any of the episodes from this week, we had our one-year anniversary this week where we announced the Steam Deck podcast. We also announced a new full-time host over on Nintendo Noise, our Nintendo podcast. And we launched a brand new YouTube channel called Flip Screen Live where you can find archives of all of our Twitch content uh, the day after it happens live on Twitch. So go check all that stuff out, however you choose to uh, to join us. Thanks for tuning in. So let's kick things off with a start screen. So if you're new, the start screen is our, our icebreaker topic that we like to, to start the shows off with. And I wanted to, t- uh, to tie it back to a tweet that came out from the On Deck Twitter account, which is the official Steam Deck account, um, just last week, August 3rd. And they announced the latest top 10 titles of the past week on Steam Deck. And this is something they've done kind of here and there. Um, every once in a while, they'll kind of give an update on like what are the most popular games on Steam Deck right now. Um, but the the most recent list was an interesting one, and there's a couple games on here um, that I know we're fans of. But I wanted to go through the top ten and see how many of this top ten you and I have played on Steam Deck combined. Um, so the the list goes in order: Multiverses, Vampire Survivors, Stray, Elden Ring, No Man's Sky, Hades. Stardew Valley, Grand Theft Auto V, Aperture Desk Job, and Monster Hunter Rise. And mm-hmm. they clarified that the list is sorted by daily average user. So this, these are the games with the highest amount of uh, average users daily. So we had a couple on this list. Multiversus has been the number one thing I'm playing on my Steam Deck lately. I have played nothing else on it since I got into it. Um, and I've just been jamming it out like quite a bit. So I definitely got that one on lock. And I know you played Stray. Yeah, I did. So I played through all of Stray on uh, Steam Deck. You can hear some of our impressions on that over on uh, the Flip Screen Games podcast uh, last week's episode. Um, it was a mixed bag, uh, but I, I had a good time with it. And I'm glad to see that people are, are still picking it up in droves. Elden Ring, I know neither of us did. I feel like I probably would have finished the game if I'd have started it on Steam Deck. My issue with Elden Ring was it came out like two weeks before I got my Steam Deck. So by the time my Steam Deck arrived, the the thunder had been like taken out of the room because all I wanted to do was play on my Steam Deck uh, and like mess around with it and try out Emulation Station and all of that cool stuff. So yeah, I haven't played Elden Ring. I th- oh, oh, the only other one on this list I've played is Aperture Desk Job. I don't know if you you gave that one a try. No, I haven't. I haven't touched any of the other games on Steam Deck specifically. And uh, looking at this, I'm like, some of these are these are great games, right? Like this is a good list. Um, you can definitely see Hades, Stardew Valley, Grand Theft Auto, right? Like Monster Hunter, all games that would be well at home here, um, or are already games that are great on Switch and should run the same, or maybe even a little bit better. Oh, they'll run way better, I would imagine. Like GTA Five, for example, is not on uh, on Switch, right. and that's you know it's the first time you can really play that properly on a on a handheld. Aperture Desktop, though, I would recommend you pick up. It was 
One of the it was the first game I played. One of the first ones I downloaded it when um, I streamed the unboxing of the the Steam Deck on mm-hmm. Twitch, and uh, uh, it it's a gr- it's one of those games that like teaches you about the device and the input and I all of the this. features that you can get. So you, it like makes you use the trackpads. It makes you use the back buttons. It makes you use the capacitive um sticks and the gyro and all that kind of stuff so but it does have it does take it uh some of the characters from portal 2 and brings them into aperture desk job and it's a really really nice uh little little showpiece so yeah i i gotta say i'm a little surprised i thought we would have more on the list but uh, you know they're like some of them are old games uh, maybe I will will go back to Stardew Valley and Hades Where's... and No Man's Sky, but I've played those games on other platforms, and Elden Ring I've played on other platforms. You're talking about the old games, though. I've been playing a lot of old games on my Steam, but where's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, all right? Where's Where's Tony Hawk's Underground? Where's Pokemon Puzzle League? Where's the games sadly, that I'm playing those, on Steam Deck? Sadly, none of those are on Elm Steam, so I don't think they can actually, uh, <laughs> actually record the usage of them. So what you're saying is, though, you think that Tony Hawk's uh, Underground is in the top 10, unofficially. Do you know what? I would imagine there's a ton of emulator games in the top 10. I would imagine there's a ton of games from, say, the Epic Games Store in the top 10. I know i was playing four guys from the epic game store take a guess on my steam deck what do you think the number like if we had to guess what the most emulated games are because i think the short list in my mind is it's pokemon it's some kind of pokemon game it's simpsons hit and run and i think persona was up there for a while oh sure but now the persona's coming to steam i wonder if that's like dropped off but i think persona 5 was a big one people were trying when they first of course you want to wait now right because it's like well fuck it i'll play royal because royals like royal isn't on ps3 so you can't really emulate it on the steam deck but but yeah i would imagine i would imagine that's up there i was playing some um some like fan games like uh, another metroid 2 remake that ran really well and I think the Wii U is underrated as well. I would, and even the Switch. I think there's a ton of Switch games being emulated on here with Yuzu. Uh, like we saw Xenoblade Chronicles 3 before it even came I, out. I on thought the, about playing on the, it on the Switch. I thought about playing it on Steam Deck to like see how it, if it ran better and everything. And I was like, I bet the draw distance would be so much better on, on Steam Deck. I'd love you to try because you, you obviously have a copy of the game on, on Switch. So it'd be great great to see and do do a comparison video um yeah and see what the what the differences are between them help me help me figure out how to set it up and i'm in <laughs> yeah sure i already set up the switch emulator i think i don't i don't really i never did anything with it but i yeah I the only up. thing you need is uh the keys from the game and the uh, the rom mm. i'll tell you what uh i've been playing xenoblade 3 and uh picking up my switch um, for the first time, really, since I got the Steam Deck, since most of my handheld time has been on Steam Deck, and you joked about it a couple weeks ago. Man, the difference in weight on these things! I so, so I light. forgot how much lighter the Switch was because I got yeah. so used to the Steam Deck. I was like, oh, this isn't that big, and then I held the Switch in my hands. So I was like, oh, right, this is like, it's like oh, baby comes. It's so little. <laughs> yeah. And the, and I remember picking up the Switch for the first time, and it was like, holy shit, this is big. Because we were coming from like the Vita yeah. and uh, the three the 3DS, and it was massive. But mm-hmm. now, in comparison to the Steam Deck, that thing looks uh, looks like a, a toy. Holding it's holding tiny. an old tiny console like that, it's like it's really like 
It's a trip. It's, it, I mean, that thing's smaller than a phone. The Vita's smaller yeah. than a phone these days. Like a modern smartphone. Thing. It's just massive in comparison. This to is that. My, my smartphone versus my Vita. And they're like. Yeah, it's like the same size. <laughs> the screen's smaller on the Vita because you got to fit the controls on. Right, right. Yeah, the screen itself is like probably like a third smaller. It's wild. It's yeah. really wild. Um,. But yeah, yeah, I thought this was interesting. I, I, I love data. I'm a big data nerd, so I love whenever companies are like, oh, here's the data about the thing. Like, I hope they do this all the time. Like, if this was a thing they did once a week, I would, I would, you know, I talk about it every week on the podcast. <laughs> all right, but let's move on to our next segment. This week on Steam Deck, we got a couple small updates to the Steam Deck OS uh, on the 8th and on the 10th. You, Steve, are certainly more the OS updates type guy. So why don't you talk about these updates? What are the things that you're most interested in from this drop? Yeah, so we had a big um, merge in from the preview channel into Stable last week, which was uh, SteamOS 3.0. And that finally added the support that we've been enjoying, I imagine, for like a couple of months now of the um, the variable, well, not variable refresh, but re- refresh rate, but adjustable refresh rate on the display, along with a bunch of other features. We also got guides added to the menu. I don't know if you've seen those in your games now. There's like built-in walkthroughs. So you can oh. click the you can just click the Steam button. I don't think I noticed bring that. up the the there's like a guide section and within there you can click through and, and have a look at like either official guides or community um community made guides. And there's a there's a whole bunch of features. There was a couple of small things that were were broken um in that update. There was some micro stuttering that was added, um and they, they very quickly the next day um reverted back to um uh, what happened in, in the previous version. So uh, that random 0.2 second stutter is, was removed. Um, and then there's just uh, some smaller stuff on the preview channel, which just improves performance for Forza, along with some uh, language fixes for the for the keyboards because they've rolled out more language support for the built-in keyboards. But uh, nice to see the updates are still coming. Uh, I would imagine we've got some big ones in the pipeline coming up now, now that um, SteamOS 3 um, is is out. I'm pretty impressed by how frequently they do make updates. Like looking at this page to get the doc together for today. Like um, the last update was only on the third, right? And there was another one like two days before that, another one like three days before that. Like they're constantly making little tweaks. And you know, you were the one that convinced me to switch over to the beta. And like aside from the odd thing that'll happen every once in a while with like the stutter that got added or thing like that, like. I feel like the beta releases are pretty solid. Like, I don't really notice um, any negative side effects of them as much as it's just like, oh, cool, new features, you know? Well, I mean, that was one of the things that was also added in the the, the latest big release um, on the the 3rd. I think it was the 3rd of August. Um, and that, sorry, it was SteamOS 3.3, not 3.0. So when SteamOS 3.3 came out, they they rolled out something that was in the beta channel for a while, the ability to choose whether you want beta updates for for the OS and beta updates for the Steam client, because they're, they're different. Obviously, the OS is the underlying foundation. When you go into desktop mode, that's the SteamOS. And then the client is like Steam 
the app running on top of of that so you could just have the beta stuff for the client and like the client update this week added in like um some font issue font fixes and like keyboard fixes and things like that but the os is where all the the big features go like the um the change to the refresh rate in the in the display and features like that very nice yeah, I, I I highly recommend anybody listening, if you haven't already, switch over. Take advantage of the beta stuff, because there's a lot of features that come quite a few weeks before they get to the stable side of things, like you said. Yeah, I mean, this was this was months. I think we, it was June. Yeah, I was going to say, out, like, like, the I, stuff that rolled out some of these features. I think it's been at least two months, yeah, which, you know, we've already been in, like, I've been taking these features for granted. You know, so like yeah, because one of the one of the huge other changes that that we've had, if you've not been on the on the beta, is uh, per game performance uh, toggles. So you can set a profile just for that specific game. So for example, in Stray, or actually Bear and Breakfast, which I'm playing at the moment, is a better example. I've set the performance to be uh, 40 frames per second, but I've also limited the TDP. So the um, the the power draw is a, is a lot less and i can get like four four hours out of the steam deck on battery wow um, i was away for a week i was playing bear and breakfast i was just on the sofa on the couch and the battery was draining so slowly because i just limited the performance and the uh the fans just don't go at all when you um when you turn down the tdp it's really great that's really good to know yeah four hours is a lot more than i've been able to get and like it doesn't matter that much i'm not really like taking my steam deck places like i'm not i'm not carrying it around like i did with the switch in in year one where it's like oh i'm going out to lunch like let me bring my switch so i have something to do while i wait for a friend to show up or something like that right like i'm not really bringing the steam deck around like that it's more like i'm using it as a you know a console i can move around the house yeah you know like i think me too but i gotta say like taking it on taking it away for the week was was super nice like just being able to take all those games with me and i forgot to put it in offline mode before i left it was just you know it's just like oh okay no no worries it just took an extra while to load and i think it just automatically figured out that yeah i was playing these games when i was at home i'm I'm no longer in range of wi-fi and it just allowed me to carry on playing them um as you expect and i was i was kind of worried because i was like ah crap i'm gonna have to like hotspot to my phone or something to go into offline mode, but it it worked just fine. So that's good. No to issues know. with it whatsoever. Yeah, and like I've taken it on a couple like little like I took it to I went you know back to New Jersey a couple of weeks ago and was like staying with my sister in law for for a weekend and I brought it with me then, but it's like I'm at her apartment, right? So it's like ah, it's low on juice. Let me plug it yeah, in. Yeah, you've like, got no Wi Fi. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You plug it in. Yeah. I feel like that's literally the only situation where you know you'd want to like be ca- like cautious right it's like it's probably not the best thing to take out if you're not going to be able to sit and charge it or plug it in if you need to or whatever but aside from that you know um but yeah being I mean, able it, to it depends what you're playing because like looking at like this top 10 list i'd imagine a bunch of these games you could turn down uh the the tdp or re- restrict the frame rate to 40 frames per second if yeah you wanted to. a couple of like them are Stardew beefy Valley. games though like yes a lot of them are beefy games but like stray i restricted that to to 30 frames per second like um, something like elden ring similar thing on hades but elden ring you could probably get away with restricting to 30 frames per second but you kind of want i think as it would much s- as you can it would game, still yeah. drain the battery pretty quickly though compared oh, yeah, compared time. to something yeah, like a stardew valley or whatever right like yeah. yeah yeah i'm kind of surprised how well multiverses does i can usually get like two three hours out of it before it is a problem that's good i mean i kind of feel like 
two three hours is where I'm at with most games. Even Days Gone, I'm getting two. I'm, I was getting two to three hours out of it, and that's like a, a full AAA game. I think it depends on how optimized the title is. And they seem to put a lot of work into the to the big titles, at least on on Valve's side. Like I I know in Elden Ring's case, for example, there's like a bunch of fixes for the stuttering that occurs on other um, platforms, but doesn't happen on SteamOS. There you go. So uh, we'll see if there's any updates for next week. But I think if not, these are definitely ones you're going to want to jump into and and get get your hands on. There's some really good quality of life stuff here. Um, well worth going and making the update. But let's jump into our talking point this week. We wanted to look back on our first six months or so with the Steam Deck. Uh, launched back in February 25th of this year, which is crazy. I feel like I've had it for a long time at this point, even though it has only been a couple months. Um, I think that speaks to how often I'm using it. But we've both had one since the first wave. You got yours... In what March, right? It was like right after launch, or you were you were in like the yeah, very was, very first. It was wave. the second. I got it in the second week, I believe. Second week. Um, I ordered six minutes after the pre-orders opened, so I was quite fortunate to get one. Yeah, and if if you're a new listener, um, you can go check out the episodes we did over on our sister show, the uh, Flip Screen Games podcast. Steve, if you want to pull up the numbers real quick, we can give them episode numbers. Um, we did I'll put an, the links in the description anyway, and perfect. we'll do like an iCard. So and like we did an episode. Uh, that week when Steve got his Steam Deck and we talked all about it and I decided that week I wanted one after I had famously kind of been like, I don't know, like Valve hardware, like is this thing really going to hit? How's it going to like, is it going to be anything more than a, a niche thing that Steam people are into? Um, and the time that Steve spent with it really, really excited me and like seeing the possibilities for it as an emulation device and as, as a tool to play indies that, you know, hadn't or will never make it to Switch, like all that kind of stuff. Um, I was very, very attracted to that. And a member of our community, uh, Mango, who had heard me talking about it, reached out because he had also gotten a uh, pre-order in like right, right away, uh, but was wasn't able to pick it up at that point, so it was nice enough to to transfer it over to me. So I, I cut the line like a total monster. Um, apologies to all of you still waiting. Um, uh, have you have you still got your pre order in? I Did do. You put one in. Yep, and I'm giving it to my friend, my bandmate M. Um, wants to Good. wants to pick it up because of how much I've talked about it. So they're gonna they're gonna take my pre order. <laughs> yeah, I think they I think they'd really like it from what you've uh, told me about their play style being like handheld oriented mm-hmm. very handheld oriented and also somebody who really loves to go back to like retro handheld titles from time to time like they just replayed the pokemon trading card game and i was like oh it, it looks so good on steam deck compared to on your tiny little game boy sp screen right and it's like the pixel density the way that it it scales for for old school handheld stuff is it's gorgeous i really think it's one of the prettiest ways to play those games um they look so yeah. nice yeah i i love i love playing some um some retro games on mine i've been playing more of stuff like simpsons hit and run um and like uh ps1 ps2 era more than those like game boy games in the early um, days of steam deck that was like all i was playing on it like i have played far more retro content on the steam deck than new stuff um 
Multiverses is a bit of an outlier. Like, I've played a couple other indie games. Like, I, I dipped into, like, Hot- Hotline Miami and, like, you know, some other, like, stuff like um, like Party Hard and some other indie games that I really like that I know well um, and was kind of like, yeah, let me, like, dip in here and give it a try and see how it feels on Steam Deck comparatively and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, most of my time was spent, like, okay, like, I have all these emulators set up. Like, what's an old game I've been wanting to replay for you know, a decade or more, right? And, like, let me get in there and fuck around with it. And, like, I beat uh, Tony Hawk's Underground right away. That was the first game I played and beat on Steam Deck. Uh, I played a lot of Digimon World. I've gone back to, like, Pokemon Puzzle League and, you know, stuff from, like, the Game Boy ranging up to, like, the PS2, GameCube era, like, NBA Street Volume 2, and just a lot of these games that are, like, especially licensed stuff, right? That was like, oh, this is never coming back. And it's, you know, it's been gone forever. And, you know, it's it's just like, you, do you have the old legacy hardware where you can play it? Nope. Otherwise, all right, then you, you don't have access to it. Um, and going through that process was really fun. And that was the most tinkering I was doing with the Steam Deck was like in those early days, like configuring everything and being like, okay, let me make sure that the Wii U is running. Let me make sure the PlayStation's running, like whatever, and getting in futzing around with a game for a bit and even still like someone else had done most of the legwork for you because you were able to use emu deck and it just you know it's one script (sighs) downloads everything you've got the steam rom manager you all load in all of the artwork and everything so easy really really great it's so easy and it's like the easiest way to like show off the steam deck like when you're like oh like hey friend look i have the steam deck what's your favorite old game i downloaded it for you here you go like play it yeah and it just works it's so seamless you know like that that uh has always been the thing i think that that catches people that i've shown right the more casual player um they're always very like wow i can't believe how good that works i can't believe you can just load it right in from steam i can't believe it saves natively like all that stuff emu deck the folks behind emu deck truly doing god's work right like (laughs) what an incredible service they provide for nothing Oh yeah, it's really good. But I mean, that's the beauty of open source software in, sure in general. Because Emudec just downloads a bunch of emulators for you and, and configures the majority of them um, for you. I've actually played like a ton of games um, on Steam Deck. The most of the games I've played on newer games that aren't um, emulated. Like I, I played through uh, Resident Evil Three Remake on here. Uh, I've been playing uh, Portal Two, Return of the Obra Dinn. Uh, Baron Breakfast that I mentioned. I've played like a bunch of horror games and FMV games and a bunch of games that do not have controller support at all, like um, Age of Empires 2 and uh, Inscription. Neither of those have controller support at all. And you can, can, there's always like a community um, controller configuration you can download. And most of the time it, it runs brilliantly those are like the games breakfast i've struggled with the most is like because like i got planet zoo because i wanted to play it that way and because i didn't know the controls out the box right like being like oh like do this and it's like i'm trying to learn the controls but they're also not on the native thing so it's like telling me to press keys that i don't have and like i don't know what's mapped to what like it can be tough yeah it can be tough a but lot- if you click on the steam button it will bring up the controller config and it'd yeah. be like the E button is A or whatever. And I think that's one of those things too that's going to get easier as more developers come around to the idea of like, oh, let me make a configuration for Steam Deck or like the community figures it out. You know, like I think 
you know, it's it's one of those things where like some of the stuff that like maybe I'm struggling with or that is like, you know, it's doable, but it's more obtuse than I want it to be because it's open source and people are constantly adding and iterating like you're going to get there eventually. Yeah, I I, I mean, I've I've had I'm, I mean, it maybe took me like two minutes to get accustomed to the, the bear and breakfast profile like it's the trackpad left and right triggers of the mouse buttons um b That's is nice bar, a is a is the ease but e button and then there's a few shortcuts that are binded to the the d-pad and stuff so it, i'm glad that it exists because i was super excited about playing this game at launch and then um it obviously got delayed from switch and the pc version uh launched with no controller support at all so the fact that it's playable at all on a handheld because of the the versatility of the the track pads and all of the additional buttons on the back like uh l4 uh, l5 and um r5 are mapped to the scroll wheel so you just you just bring your fingers around the back you click on them and it'll scroll up and down um I can't remember the name of the the configuration that I'm using, but it's one of two that were on there. And um, if you just download them and see which one works best for you, and I feel like that's that's often the case with with um, the community uh, profiles is just download them, try them. If you don't like it, there'll be another one that that suits you. And if not, you can create your own. Like I've made my own custom profile that I use on all games for uh, like all FPSs or all shooters, for example because um, I like it when I hold down L2, that gyro is only activated when I'm aiming a gun. I don't want gyro to be activated when I'm just moving around, regardless of whether my finger's on the right stick or not, um, But because it gives me that fine control, that granular control that you would get with uh, with a mouse. Have you played any games where the default setting was the, the gyro is connected to like with your thumbs being on the sticks? That's the default from, yeah. for every game. I had that uh, in Left 4 Dead 2, and I was playing it for... It was one of the first games I booted up, and like looked great, was running great, uh, and it was one of the games that was like approved by you know Steam and everything like back when there were less of those. So I was like, great, let me try this. And I, it I mean, kept... Even still, that, like, I want to talk about that approved by Steam thing after. Yeah. It, it kept stuttering because like I would be putting my fingers on the thing and I was moving the steam deck and like it was like jittering and I was like oh it's weird like I wonder why that's happening like I wonder what I need to change and then I realized the gyro was on and I was like oh this is ridiculous like why is that the default because my thumbs are obviously on the sticks I'm moving around and walking like and I don't want to like it was ridiculous I turned it off and I was like oh this they is perfect might, they might not be it's it's only on the right stick so if you're like if you're the kind of player that moves off of the right stick when you're just moving forwards or whatever, yeah. then it's not going to activate the gyro. But it was driving me crazy. I was so confused. They hold <laughs> there. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, I do. I do want to touch on uh, Steam Deck Verified and that program because as good as as good as a concept it is, it's very flawed because the majority of games I play just are not verified at all they've not they've not got around to doing it or they're unverified that it's a case of we've tested it it didn't work and the, but they tested it like three four months ago or they only tested it with one specific version of proton and they never tested it with proton experimental or, or there's proton only one i've experienced it where there's one thing that doesn't work and it's like the game is still totally playable but it's like oh like yeah, you- like it might be uh, the yellow thing often it's just like the font's too small 
Yeah. Or okay. Or like I've had scenarios where it's like, oh, you need a keyboard for this game. It's like, okay, but I can pull up a keyboard on the Steam Deck. So like, even if I need to pull up a keyboard and type something like at one part of the game, like that's not not playable, right? Like, and there are some verified games that you know I've heard don't run as well. I haven't experienced that, but I have seen people complain about it. Um, but like I've I've had a bunch of of unverified games and it put me off buying them because I was like oh I really want to play Age of Empires two but it says it's not verified and Baron Breakfast is not been checked at all yet because the the developers are saying that they don't want to submit it yet for for approval from Valve which is how it works the developer has to request it which is fair enough because uh, if they don't feel it's ready then um, they obviously don't want the the negativity from like a un, like unplayable badge. But you can just go to protondb.com, and the majority of the the, the majority of games I've I've tried that are unplayable, the solution is just switch to Proton Experimental or switch to Proton GE or here's a a launch flag that you might need to to put in to to bypass like a launch screen or something. There there are very few games I've tried that are unplayable. One game I did have a lot of issues with though was. Um, Oblivion, Elder Scrolls Four, Oblivion, really, and that wasn't that wasn't because it was um, it wasn't because it was unplayable if technically. It was the same thing you you stumbled into with um, Dragon Age, with Dragon Age, where it's designed for a mouse and so no controller support. All the menus, yeah, all the menus are like mouse and keyboard, and you have to click on things, so you're constantly like dragging stuff around. There's no real controller support at all. You have to get it on the PS3 emulator or something, I guess. Yeah, we'll just not bother and play it on Xbox, which is probably what I will do. I hope probably a better experience anyway with the FPS boost and everything, you know. But yeah, yeah, that was the exact same thing that I ran into with Dragon Age. I was like, oh yeah, I can't find a binding for this that works because it's just all the stuff that you like. There's like a radial wheel that they added to the console version. It's just not in the PC version, so it's like trying to use a controller to like. It just doesn't work. You know, it's just not it's not made that way. Um, I think the funniest thing, before we get too far away from it, the un- unverified thing, the number one game on the list of most played games is unverified. Multiverses is not verified, and it runs great. Like, there are problems, but there are pretty few. But has between. that not been tested, or was it was it tested and it was verified as unplayed, unplayable? Uh, I believe it's untested. I think it's still unverified. Yeah. Yeah, which will be because the developer's not submitted it, and that's an early access case. Yeah, it's only in beta, so well, yeah. yeah, so you, it would make sense you wouldn't want to do that yet anyway. But it's funny to see the number one most played game not be a game that is like yeah. Steam Deck approved. Is like okay, so it speaks to how well things just work. Yeah, like the only warning on that is um, easy anti cheat. So I don't know. I'm surprised you didn't have uh, any issues with it because that was one of the things that a lot of people stumbled with on um, Fall Guys was they use Easy Anti Cheat, and if they put the the Easy Anti Cheat DLL in a specific folder, then the Steam Steam OS doesn't know about it or Proton doesn't know about it, and so you know, kind of you just have to move that file. Once you move that file, it works perfectly. But that's why that game was unverified. For and it works out the box. Like the anti cheat will pop up for a second, and then the game just launches, and it's like that's it. It's super super yeah. simple. So yeah, I mean, I think for me, like when I look back on the last six months, like I am really pleased. You know, going from not really being sure if the Steam Deck was going to be for me or if it was going to. Um, fill a niche that was meaningful uh i 
am really happy to have been proven wrong there. Like, I, I love it. I love my time with it. I'm really glad I got one. Um, and I'm excited to be a part of that first wave and see how much it's grown in just six months and to think about where it's going to be, you know, in, in another six months, in a year, in 18 months. Um, I think it's got a lot of room for growth. Uh, because I mean, there's such a strong foundation, but like we said, like it being open source, it being this thing where, you know, anybody can, can develop software for it. Um, it's exciting to think about like what happens when game pass comes on this thing. Like what happens when we do find easier ways to play non-native games, you know, like, you know, from Epic and GOG and beyond. Well, there's some very easy ways, which we'll be talking about in future episodes. Future episodes. Um, definitely let us know if you, if you'd like, um, to hear about a guide or something like that and to any guide any to, any specific yeah. thing you want us to talk about how to do let us know and we'll walk you through it um that's one of the many things i'd love to achieve on this show is to be able to like have a dialogue with the listener and if you're having a problem with your steam deck you know maybe we can try and solve it and help you out um because steam lo- steve loves tinkering so he's uh he's already done a good job of that quite a bit so um yeah. well i've got i've i've played a bunch of non-steam steam games on um Steam Deck from uh, multiple stores. GOG, which is the easiest because it's just a DRM free. And add it to the Steam library, right? Like just add it in. Um, That's the the wonders of GOG. Uh, I've played a game from Ubisoft Connect, which is was vile. I hated it. It was horrible to to use. uh, Which was um, Far Cry Six. I really hope Ubisoft bring their games back to Steam. And then Four Guys um, from uh, the Epic Game Store. Which which took me about two hours to get working, and then I played for like five minutes, and I was like, I'm kind of done with four. <laughs> Time well spent, huh? So yeah, we'll have you to. Know, some sometimes like the the process is more enjoyable than the end result. I, I find that with baking as well. I definitely get that. <laughs> So yeah, uh, if you want to hear about any of that stuff, definitely write in and let us know. Write in with your questions, your thoughts, your main topics. Um, whatever whatever you got for us hit us you know this show is very in its infancy it's part of our pilot program right now so we are all about trying to figure out you know how do we make this show the best show it can be so if you've got feedback for us whether you're a new listener whether you've been uh, around since episode one um we'd love to hear from you so please write in questions at flipscreen.games come join the discord come follow us on social media however you choose to get in touch um we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to get your feedback on the show and uh what you'd like to see us try for episode two and beyond so, for episode one of the Steam Deck Podcast, I've been Pete, he's been Steve, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>